11-year MLS pro Quincy Marroquois here, and you're now listening to The Perfect Soccer Podcast, where your host goes one-on-one to get to know your favorite professional soccer players, both on and off the pitch. Because how better to learn what it takes to become a pro soccer player other than directly from pro soccer players? Today's episode is brought to you by PerfectSoccerSkills.com, the number one and only platform you'll ever need to connect with and learn from pro soccer players. Learn more and enter to win weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to PerfectSoccerSkills.com PSTM to enter to win for free today. With that said, please enjoy today's episode. What's up, everybody? I'm back for another episode of the Perfect Soccer Podcast. Our special guest today is Vanessa Panuna. All right, Vanessa, so let's go back in time. Uh, what, what was your first memory of playing soccer? Um, just playing out and having my mom as my coach. Um, nobody really stepped up, so she didn't really know anything about soccer. But, um, yeah, just her being on the field, telling me where to go, and just family around, friends, just a really good time always. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, did you play any other sports growing up? Yeah, so I actually jumped into everything. Um, I did, like, arts and music stuff. But um, as far as sports, I did almost everything. I did wrestling even in elementary school. That didn't last too long. I did, like, fourth and fifth grade. Mm -hmm. And then I stayed the same size, and then all the boys kind of got a little bit bigger. (laughs) So it wasn't as safe anymore. But, yeah, I tried everything, and it was just always soccer, like, going to practice. And that always kind of just – pulled at me to like wanting to go play always yeah yeah i like i like when when people play like a lot of different sports instead of just like focusing on one because i think it I think it uh kind of gets stressful for people yeah definitely um yeah and then just going into your like high school career and things like that what what was like your recruiting process like there so um i went through the same like the elementary, junior high, and high school, that kind of all connected um, if you lived in the same area. So it wasn't like as far as like where's the better team. Um, and honestly, going into high school, I was playing club soccer, but I wasn't at a mindset where I wanted to do it professionally yet. I knew I wanted to play and, you know, college was a possibility to get a scholarship to go out of high school, but it wasn't a main focus. Um And so, yeah, I mean, for me, I went to the city college after I went to Clovis East High School. Um, I went to Fresno City College for two years. We did really well there. I think there is where I found my focus. Um, It was tough. I mean, it's like switching completely. Your mindset is like, I don't know if I'm going to do soccer. And then that Fresno City College program was really intense. Um, And the coach was on me and he knew I wanted to play. So then... I ended up getting a scholarship and went to San Francisco State where um, I was coached by Tracy Ham. She's a great coach. And from there, even continued to tell her, like, I wanted to play professionally. And then, yeah, it was it was cool. Like, call, going from not knowing if I'm going to play and then going mm-hmm. to my college years, it was really dope to see the support I had from my coaches. Like, they saw it in me more than I saw it in myself, yeah. I felt. Yeah, definitely. And then, like, was there a moment in college, like, that you thought you could go pro? Um, So I think for me, it kind of 
it finally snapped once I moved um, out to San Francisco State. Um, so like I said, I went to the city college here. So I was still mm-hmm. living at home, kind of in that same routine almost um, as I was in high school. But as soon as I kind of went and lived out on my own, and it was a lot more responsibility, obviously. Um, and with the support from my coaches, I felt like I was developing faster and maturing overall. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't just outside of soccer. It was like I was maturing in school and on the field. So it was a switch that I think turned and it was just like, okay, I have to grind now. <laughs> like mm-hmm. if I want this, I have to like, I'm set and I need to do it. Yeah, definitely. And then do you think it was like harder for you coming from like a D2 school to go pro? Oh, definitely. Um, So after I graduated, I came home and um, worked a little bit, but then got an opportunity to go play um, in Puerto Rico for a little bit. Mm -hmm. And it was, they're kind of like a semi-pro. They kind of have a league out there. Mm -hmm. Um, But the team is Puerto Rico, so they're really good. But we ended up taking a trip and I got to play against Florida State and Orlando Pride. And I think that was actually a bigger eye-opener for me that I was like, okay, I, re- I definitely can play in this level. And um, afterwards, the I got some recognition from the Orlando Pride, but it was kind of like, a, do you have any resume? Like, have you played professional? I was like, no, like, this is the school I went to and stuff. And it was like, you know, keep working and stuff. So it was like, oh, like, did I not get my chance because... I don't have that resume. So I feel like for me, it was definitely hard, but hard, it made it harder. But I think just determination and it doesn't matter, honestly, if you go to a D2, D1. Um, in the spring, we would play D1 teams and we would tie or win. And yeah, I mean, it kind of just depends. Your connections also. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Network, networking is definitely key. Um, oh, yeah. So I saw you played in Argentina for the past few years. Uh, what what has that experience been like? Yeah. So going out there was um, it was really it was really cool. I I got notified like, hey, there's this opportunity. They're just gonna start being professional. That was back in 2019 in the summer, um, or 2000 and yeah, 2019 in the summer. And I was like, oh wow, like um, that's that's crazy so then two weeks later I'm on a flight and I'm going to Argentina just for a tryout I had a bag that they're like you might stay a month or two and I ended up staying six months for the whole first season because I made the team Mm -hmm. and so that was like a whole change in my life and dramatic change for me I've never been out of the country Mm -hmm. um I mean I went to Puerto Rico but it's like U.S. territory so I don't really know if you'd consider that but yeah, I mean, going to a whole nother 15-hour flight, it was the longest flight I've ever been on, and the country was beautiful. I was I was shocked when I got there. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't want to think something was going to happen, but it was something completely different. I don't know. It was really hard to explain. Um, I tried to explain it to my family, too, because they were like, what were your emotions like? How did you feel? I was like, just happy overall. Yeah. You know, you set out to accomplish this goal, and when it happens, it's like, you try to sit in the moment so much, but then you keep going like, okay, now I have trainings. And I mean, as soon as I got there, I got off the flight. I think I ate something and I went out there and I thought I was just going to watch a training, but I had my boots in my bag and the coach was like, jump in. I was like, I just got off a 15 hour flight, but it was, it was just the greatest experience. I think adrenaline came in and excitement and I just, yeah, it was just a really great, great experience. Yeah, what about, like, were you, like, culture shocked at all, like, just, like, living there? 
Yeah, I mean, I'm Cuban and American. My mom mm-hmm. is full Cuban. My dad is Mexican. So, I mean, Latin-wise, it was the Spanish speaking and stuff. I was like, okay, I have to, like, pick up on my Spanish again. But um, after I was there about a month or two, I was I was pretty good. My teammates were like, wow, you, like, picked that up fast. Um, but as far as the culture and just – they're just soccer. They're so about – football and that's like everyone's life you have little toddlers like like shouting out teams chanting and it was just it was amazing to see i've never seen anything like it yeah yeah for sure um i i don't know exactly what it feels like but i could obviously see it on tv that overseas soccer is like insane yeah yeah enjoy learning what it takes to become a better player from professional soccer players well how would you like to work with professional players one-on-one now you can with Be Pro by Perfect Soccer. Head over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash B-E-P-R-O to apply to work with our network of pro players today. Um, are you ready for the, the five Quincy questions? Yeah, for sure. All right. Um, what's, the, what's the most important quality or skill you feel helped you the most be successful as a pro player? I think discipline. Um Overall, uh, like I said, when I moved to San Francisco State, mm-hmm. getting out of the parents' house and their rules and stuff, you have to discipline yourself. And it's your own time management. And it translates onto the field, discipline in your position and your movement and what you have to get done on the field. You, Everyone has a role, and you have to be disciplined in that. And I think that, for me, is just an overall life thing, mm-hmm. um, that discipline, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Uh, what's what's the biggest mistake you think uh, pro players are making? Oh, um, that's hard. Oh, Quincy, that's a hard one. A mistake I feel like pro players are making. Um, I think for me, just I, I know I went and played pro um, in Argentina. I feel like those were the first two years that they went pro. So I feel very, very honored to be the pioneer for for the women's soccer over there in Argentina. But I feel like for me, I'm not done. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to play at a higher level. So I can't really say I've been at that top tier pro level to say like this is the mistake they've made. But I think for me is just giving those opportunities to those players that are standing out. Mm-hmm. Um in those smaller leagues, you know, they just giving, giving them a chance, yeah. giving opportunities. Yeah. I feel like that's a big thing. What advice would you give a, a younger player, like trying to get a scholarship or, or trying to go pro? I think I, I would give the advice I would give them is to be dedicated. Um, it's not hard. It's not easy. It's hard work and you have to be the one to pursue it. You know, it's your dream and you can have all the support in the world, but at the end of the day, if you're not pursuing the college that you want, not going out and doing the extra stuff that you need work on, um, nobody nobody else can get you to where your goal needs to be. So I think that determination and that grind is just wanting it in general. All right. These next two could be either soccer related or life related. Okay. What it, What is something that most people think is true that you believe isn't? Oh my gosh! Repeat the question. <laughs> what? Uh, what? What's something that most people think is true that you believe isn't? Um. 
Like, so it could be something like, oh, like people love apples, but I hate apples. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, a lot of, oh, okay. I have a, <laughs> a lot of people like when they, a lot of people love the ocean, like going in the ocean, mm-hmm. but I just love, I, like, I don't like the water. Yeah. Like I'll go and I'll just be on the beach. Is that, is that yeah. like an answer to the question? No, for sure. I, I agree. I agree with you. Like people like, I'd rather just like look at it than like go into it. It's kind of like gross. Yeah, definitely. I'm like, oh, that's beaches with piers. That's my thing. Like if I can go on the pier and I'm like looking into the water and then you see these fishes and like all this stuff, I'm like, wow, that's cool. But I can't be in the water yeah. feeling on my feet. Yeah, no. No, I definitely I feel you on that. Uh, yeah. what, what's something you would move forward with if you weren't scared, if it didn't go well? Um, I think for me, music, like I recently have been like finding that I like music a lot more. And like my mom used to sing when she was younger and like, I actually have a decent voice. So, I mean, maybe, maybe that right now I'm just like, you know, car singer, shower singer, nobody hears me, but you know, maybe one day. All right, I like that. Well, I'm not I'm not gonna put you on the spot, but maybe you'll no. uh, post maybe you'll post something or something. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah maybe one of these. So yeah, so are you ready for some fun questions now? Yes, definitely. All right, so it's funny because my first question is always, "What what's your favorite song right now?" Oh, my favorite song right now. Uh. I'm really bad with names of songs, but I know artist-wise, I really, I've been listening, actually, I would say anything on J. Cole's album right now, it's kind of been on a loop, like whenever I get in the car, it just automatically hooks up to my Bluetooth, and I'm like, here we go, it's fine. All right, I like that, he's like a motivational uh, artist. Yeah, yeah, wherever I'm going, it doesn't matter, it's just, here we go, (laughs) J. Cole. Uh, what do you like to do in your free time when you're not training or playing soccer? Um, for me, I actually, I'm actually like out on the field a lot. Like I've been coaching a lot lately too. And, mm-hmm. um, honestly just being around family, actually, I have a lot of family in Fresno and, um, my cousin actually just had another baby, so more family. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, just being around them as much as I can because, you know, I don't know when I'm going to end up going off to another club or something. So just being around them as much as I can. Yeah, uh, well, you brought up coaching. I didn't know that you coached. So, who, uh, like, what age group are you coaching? Yeah, so I used to coach um, 2010. I hate, It's so weird now. They used to do, like, yeah. where you say, oh eight or seven so but they do years now so it's the 2010 i used to coach um the alliance it's central california soccer alliance here in fresno california um i coached them before i went off to argentina but now i'm coaching at fresno city college um i'm gonna be assistant coaching there this season so oh that's awesome congrats thanks um yeah how is it how is it like transitioning not transit but like being a player and then like coaching like how does that change or like how does that help you like being a player and you're you coaching oh it helps so much I mean before I went out to Argentina and when I was coaching the 2010 girls I would 
like see myself if that makes sense and some of the girls like Mm -hmm. whether that was like aggression or them not doing something a certain way I'm like just repetition and working with them in that way I think that was super cool and then now with the the city girls um they're college girls now so they're older and with them it's just getting them to be more competitive and to compete um I'm out there playing with them and I'm like yelling at them to get back and stuff and but at the same time I'm coaching them and telling them like look this is not me being mad you have to because mm-hmm. I went out in going out to Argentina and I would have girls like screaming at me and you just can't take that kind of stuff personal because that's to help the whole team and we got to I mean that's what I try to explain to the girls because it's hard sometimes you let the emotions get the best of you and you're like why mm-hmm. why are they screaming at me like this and you know it's just trying to get them to come together and to compete together though yeah so. Yeah, definitely. And uh, every time you say 2010s, I feel like super old. I know. <laughs> yeah, it was. And some of them is like, I'm like five, 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 six. So some of them are my height. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. Like, That's okay, <laughs> All right. Last one. If I went to Fresno, California, like what spot, what food spot, like would I have to hit up? Oh, a food spot. Um, you would definitely have to hit up, it's a, it's a Mexican food spot called Castillo's. It's so good. It's on, I believe, Tulare Street. Yeah, that's probably, that would be my go-to. I would anybody there. Gotcha. All right. Well, Vanessa, I appreciate you coming on and could you let the listeners know where they could follow you at on social media? Yeah, I'm on Instagram at vpanuna, um, and on Twitter at vane. That's V-A-N-E, Panuna. All right, again, appreciate it, and uh, best of luck in the future. Thank you. Appreciate you guys having me. Quincy Marroquois here, and thanks again for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to share it with someone you feel will get some value from it. And if you could take a moment to leave a review of our podcast wherever you're listening and let us know who you'd like us to interview next, we'll get working on that right away. You can listen to this full episode and more at PerfectSoccerSkills.com slash radio. That's PerfectSoccerSkills.com slash R-A-D-I-O. You can also enter to win free weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to PerfectSoccerSkills.com slash P-S-T-M to enter to win for free today.